to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jay Care, founder of Launchpeer, and today we're going to be talking about more of a philosophical question. Joel from Texas has a question about what startup strategy is going to be so much different in five to ten years that it's pretty much obsolete. So I have a few opinions on this. I'm going to be specifically talking about two things that are going to be changing, and honestly, I think it's probably going to be a lot sooner than five to ten years if the trend continues the way I think it's going to continue from all the startups that we've been working with over the last few years, we've seen this change already starting to happen. So it's less of a guess and more of a promise, (laughs) but we'll go ahead and get right into it. Hey, and as you're listening to this, if you haven't already rated and reviewed us on iTunes, please go and do it. It helps us spread the word about the podcast. And the more people that know about the podcast, the more questions we'll get from you guys. But I'll go ahead and let Joel take it away. Today's question comes from Joel in Austin, Texas. He writes in, what is the most commonly believed startup strategy that will no longer be used in five to 10 years? I've been thinking about this a lot lately, especially as the startup world is constantly changing. Curious to know your thoughts. Hey, Joel, thanks for your question. So I I think there's two things that are probably going to be changing a lot over the next uh, few years. So I'm going to go one by one. So the first thing that I think is going to be changing is the definition of success surrounded around raising venture capital funding. And I don't think this is going to change in terms of like, I still think that publications and, uh, you know, TechCrunch, Inc., Forbes, all of those publications are still going to really write about these really venture-backed startups, despite the fact that they have no revenue, any of that that stuff. I'm sure if you guys have been listening to this podcast a while, you know that I'm not a huge proponent of how much success is tied to how much funding a startup raises. I don't care if a startup raises $100 million if they're unprofitable. And I think as the startup community grows, as venture capital continues to be harder and harder to get, especially for early stage startups, that that belief in startup founders is going to go away. And this is already kind of happening. The movement towards bootstrapping a startup has gained momentum over the last few years. But before the last few years, it was more of a a niche thing like, oh, well, you know, oh, you're a bootstrapper. Like, oh, you're just going to bootstrap your startup. I think that term is going to be used more and more often. And maybe even if the term isn't used more often, I think what's going to happen is it's going to be more of a regular occurrence. I think what's going to happen as the startup startup world grows and changes is that for a lot of early stage startups, they're going to go the bootstrapped route for as long as humanly possible. Now, traditionally, what what usually happens is startups, you come up with an idea, you create a pitch deck, maybe you create an MVP, and then you go raise a big round of funding, you know, big in relative terms, like a million, $2 million in early stage funding. Uh, and then you go on from there try to get traction for a year or two, and then you raise a series A, and then you keep raising funding after that. I think what's going to happen over the next few years is that's not going to be the case. I think what's going to happen is startups are going to bootstrap for years, for as long as humanly possible. And there's a couple reasons for this. One, I think that the bootstrapping mentality, it really, really does benefit startups. I always tell you guys this, that when you're raising money for your startup, you shouldn't be raising it to build the engine. You should be raising money to fuel the engine. And so I think what's going to end up happening is not only are you going to raise money to to fuel the engine, but you're also like going to build the entire car and all the things that go into the car before you raise that round of funding, if that makes sense. So that's one thing that I think is going to change. And I honestly think that's for the better. 
because startup capital for early stage startups is getting really, really hard to get. I was reading an article the other day, I think it was in Business Insider or something, um, that said like three to 5% of startups are able to raise a seed round of funding. That's not a lot. That's a really like ridiculously low number. I know it's kind of hard to believe, but when you go and you do the research, you'll see that this is definitely the case. And because it's so hard to get, what's going to happen is startups are going to be forced to bootstrap for longer and longer periods of time. I'm hoping that with that change comes a change in the mentality of the entire startup culture where Forbes and TechCrunch and Inc. will start talking more about startups that are profitable, even if they're not raising $100 million rounds of funding. Um, so that's one, th- one change I think is going to happen. Now, the other thing that I think is going to happen, which is more of a tactical thing, is that the ways in which startups validate their ideas, I think, is going to change. Now, today, there really isn't a formula for how to validate your startup. But if you look at the startup community in general, most of the innovation is coming from how to validate your startup idea. Like, okay, do you build a landing page and try to drive traffic to it? How do you drive traffic to it? Do you do content marketing first and then go try to get users? Do you go put a fake sales page up and see if anybody signs on? I think some things are going to start happening to make it easier for startups to validate their idea. And I also think that the idea that you have to have a validated idea before you launch something is also going to go away. The reason for that is over the last few years, it's gotten easier and easier and cheaper to build a startup. So before, maybe five years ago, it would cost you $100,000 to build what today might cost you twenty dollars to $30,000. Or maybe what would have cost you a few years ago, thirty dollars or $40,000 to build, you can now build it in a weekend. If you have enough technical skills, I'm not saying you have to be a developer, but I've seen founders build products using a combination of like Zapier and web page builders and Google spreadsheets and Google Docs and all of these things that they're cobbling together. Well, I think because of that, the idea that you have to have a validated startup before you launch something is going to go away. I think what's going to happen instead is the trend is going to shift over towards you need to launch something as fast as possible, build, launch, build, launch, build, launch, and just keep going through that cycle until something hits. And again, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think a few years ago, that was a bad thing because it would cost you a lot of time and a lot of money to do any sort of validation. But because it's so much easier today to build that really, really minimal viable product, and also it's a lot easier today than it ever has been to get traffic to that minimum viable product, I think it's going to make it a lot easier for startups to make the decision, okay, I'm going to build this myself over the next week or two. We're going to launch something. I'm going to drive traffic to it using Facebook ads or Google ads or something. If nobody wants it, we're going to pivot or we're going to change or we're going to move on to the next idea. And I think that's awesome. I think the more startups that can get launched and validate their ideas as easy as possible, the better for everyone in the startup community. And I I love the fact that it's like this movement of building, launching, and then failing consistently is gaining in prominence. And I think, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I think what's actually going to happen is the people who do that are going to take over the startup community. And those people are going to be looked at as experts as opposed to the people who are able to raise two, three, five, ten million million in funding, $100 million in funding, but they're not profitable. You guys heard my rant, I think it was last week's episode, where I was talking about like MoviePass and Theranos and some of these other startups who launched something 
totally not profitable, actually negative profitability, uh, if that is even a thing. <laughs> and uh, I, that's a, I have a lot of frustration with those types of startups. And I think that frustration is going to grow as more of those startups become like more of those startups that are unprofitable start failing more and more often. Uh, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. And those publications that a lot of new startup founders are reading, like TechCrunch, Forbes, and all those, I think as founders start seeing those startups who are unprofitable failing at a very rapid rate, they're going to be forced to change their mindset around, okay, I need to build something that's profitable. And this kind of goes to something that I, I'm talking about. I think I talked about last week about the recession. Now, when you're talking about building a startup, whether or not a recession is going to happen, I don't think should change your mind on whether you should build your startup. A lot of successful startups have been built during times of recession and that's great. But when that happens, capital becomes even harder to get. Getting your first customer becomes harder to get. It forces companies to look at their profitability instead of just looking at how much money they're raising. And so with that too, I think that we're probably going to have some sort of market correction in the next five to 10 years. And historically speaking, that's definitely true. And as that happens, I think that's when you're going to see that trend of building an unprofitable startup is going to go down. And the trend of building, launching, either scaling or failing and doing that over and over and over again until something hits is going to gain in prominence. Uh, so anyway, Joel, thanks for the question. It was really, really a philosophical type question. Not a very tactical episode today, but I appreciate you guys listening. If you guys are interested in like raising money for your startup, I'm not opposed to raising money. And we have a lot of resources at launchpeer.com if you're trying to raise money. So head over to launchpeer.com slash resources and you'll see a bunch of different stuff that we have specifically catered towards you if you're trying to figure out how to validate your startup or how to raise money for your startup. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. I have two big announcements for you. First, if you haven't joined Launch Club yet, it's our private Facebook group that has tons of entrepreneurs and founders who are trying to build, launch, and scale their startups. The community is new and we're trying to get more and more founders into it. So if you're interested, go to launchpeer.club to sign up. Also, our team's writing a book and it's almost done. We hope to ship the book out in November. If you're interested, go to launchrecipes.com where we're profiling 40 of the biggest startups of the 21st century and really documenting how they went from zero to one customer, one to 10 customers and the exact tactics they used to do that. So if you want to claim your free book, go to launchrecipes.com.